Well, we've made it to the 100th episode, and a great episode it will be too, because I'm going to show you five tips for working in the view, and then at the end I'm announcing a contest, so make sure to stay tuned for that and see how you can participate and win some really great prizes. So here's the first tip, removing white space in ERB templates. If you're using ERB templates, you'll often end up with lots of white space in your HTML document. For example, here we have a simple template, and if we view the source here, you can see that we have some white space here. I usually don't mind this, but if you do, there's a way to get rid of it. All we have to do is, in our ERB template, is put a minus sign or a dash at the beginning and end of the ERB tags, which don't output anything. So let's reload here and view the source, and you can see that our white space is gone. Tip number two, content for side. Oftentimes I have a site that needs a sidebar, and the content of the sidebar needs to depend on what page is currently being rendered. And if you find yourself with this situation, here's a quick tip on how to deal with it. Uh, one reason this is a challenging problem is because the sidebar is usually handled by the application layout file. So how do you change this content right here depending on what template is being rendered and what action is being called. Well, here's a quick tip. If you use the content for uh, method inside of your template, you can store up content for use later on inside of your layout file. So here I do content for side, and this could be anything I want, and then just put whatever we want inside of there. And then I just call inside of our layout file, call yield, and then the content name, which is side. And that way, the stored up content will be output into the sidebar. Um, just another little quick tip here, if you want to have the sidebar default to something, if we don't specify it in our template, you could just render a partial here with the or condition. And that way, um, if the sidebar content for isn't specified, then it will just render that partial. Otherwise, it'll just output the side content. Tip number three, debugging variables in views. Sometimes it's helpful to see the full contents of a variable in the view uh, for debugging purposes. For example, if we want to do that here, I can use the debug method and pass any kind of variable to this here, such as maybe the products array. And if we check it out in our document, you can see we got a nicely printed output here. It converts it to YAML format, and uh, so it's nice and readable. We can put any other variable in here, maybe our params hash, that's useful. Um, we can check out our cookies, our session store, maybe our uh, request environment variables. Check those out. So lots of useful information that we can see here uh, using the debug method. And what that does basically is just wrap the YAML format in pre-tags so that it prints nicely uh, in your uh, browser. So that's a great way to debug variables inside of your view. Tip number four, the different form helpers. Rails gives you a lot of helper methods dealing with forms and fields. And it can often be a source of confusion because there's actually two different kinds. So whenever you need to make a form, ask yourself, am I editing a model? And if you are, you'll want to stick with helper methods which do not end in the word tag, such as form for, label, text field, and submit. Now, if you aren't editing a model, 
such as over here where you have a search form, then you want to stick with the helper methods which do end in tag, such as form tag, text field tag, and submit tag. Now this is not a, uh, always accurate, there are some exceptions, but for the most part it's a good rule to stick by. So hopefully that'll sort out some confusion dealing with uh, what helper methods to choose from uh, when you need to make a form. Tip number five, optional locals in partials. This last tip is going to be a little bit more advanced. So here I'm rendering a partial for a product. Now whenever you're rendering a partial, you have the option of passing a locals hash to it and setting some local variables that you can use instead of your partial. So here I'm setting show price to true. And instead of our partial, you can see I can call on that show price variable and determine whether or not to show the price for the product. So this is really great, but one issue I have with it is that once you have a local variable in your, par in your partial, you always need to pass that every single time you render the partial. So if we render this partial somewhere else and we skip this locals hash, uh, Rails will complain, we'll get lots of error messages because it doesn't know what to do with that show price local variable. Um, it would be nice if we could somehow set a default value so we don't always have to specify it. And there are several solutions to this problem, but my favorite one is to move the partial rendering into a helper method. That way, um, we can set the logic inside of there with the default value. Um, so let me do that by just uh, making a helper method. Let's call it display product. And we can pass our product object into there as well as any local variables. Just like that. And so let's make this helper method uh, in here. So we have two uh, options, arguments, which are passed here. We have our product and our locals hash. And I'll have that default to an empty hash so we don't have to pass it every time. And in here we'll want to render our partial of our product and pass our locals. All right. So this really doesn't solve the problem yet, but here's the magic line, and that is to call the reverse merge method on your locals. This way you can add any kind of default options you want, and they will automatically be inserted into this locals hash unless they're already set. So we can set show price to false, and that way if our locals hash isn't specified or the show price argument uh, key isn't specified, then it will set it to false so our partial does not complain and we can set this to any default value that we want. Uh, so that's just a quick tip on um, rendering local variables inside of a partial um, and making them default to some value. Well that's it for my five tips for working inside of a view. Hope you found them helpful. Well as I mentioned earlier, we're announcing a contest starting today in celebration of reaching 100 episodes. So to participate in this contest, all you have to do is come up with your own five Rails tips. Uh, they don't have to be about the view, they could be about anything Rails related, uh, maybe debugging or performance or deployment or just controllers or models, or maybe your favorite plugins or tools that you use, just anything that might help another Rails developer. And then once you write that up or post it somewhere, uh, by May 5th, you need to email me the URL at contest at railscast.com and you'll be entered into the contest and have a chance to win some of these really great prizes. Now here's a prize list and I must say this, this these prizes are pretty uh, impressive 
and it wouldn't be possible without all the companies that were willing to donate to this contest. So I want to give a big thank you to them. You can see them here. Uh, Code Spaces was kindly donated the 8GB iPod Touch, which is a grand prize, and they also don donated five of their enterprise plans for a year. And also thank you, the Pragmatic Bookshelf from the Pragmatic Programmers donated 10 of their $50 gift certificates. And also thank you, PeepCode, a regular sponsor here, uh, donated PeepCode Unlimited plan, and also three of their printed PeepCode mini books. Uh, these are special edition because normally they're just PDFs online, but these are printed out uh, for you. It's really nice. And also all the other companies involved in helping making this contest possible. Um, Shine Technologies, Rising Sun, Harvest, and Ruby Plus, and also Trevor Turk. Uh, I, couldn't don't, I couldn't make this contest possible without all of you, and I want to encourage everyone to just uh, check out all these companies that were involved in this contest. So to learn more about this contest, just visit railscast.com slash contest, and uh, you can see all the rules there and uh, all the details on how you participate. So I'm really looking forward to reading about your five Rails tips.